Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Players Podcast, brought to you by the Players Help Center. I'm your host, Bob Vishan, and I'm no expert. Thankfully, we'll be joined by two experts on today's episode. If you listened to our Snowcheck episode last month, you'll know that there were some exciting new releases in the snowmobile lineup, including an all-new four-stroke engine. Project engineer Nick Harting and snowmobile engine design manager Matthew Reeves, who are key figures in the design of this new engine, join us on the podcast to discuss the ins and outs of this new power plant. So here with me on the podcast today is Nick and Matt from the Stonebill Engineering team. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, before we jump into the topic of the new ProStar S4 engine, could you just introduce yourselves to the audience real quick? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, Matt Reeves, uh, design engineer, uh, tech lead for the new ProStar S4. Um, I've been at Polaris for 10 years now with about 15 in engine design total. So I work for the kind of the core engine design team out of our Wyoming facility, but I've been working with the uh, snow team I think on and off for the last five years or so. Uh, actually a little longer. Started with the Liberty, nope, started with the Patriot engine. And uh, now I'm basically working full-time uh, supporting the uh, ProStar engine. And I'm Nick Hartung. I'm the project engineer, uh, project lead for the ProStar S4. Um, I've my role is basically just to oversee uh, the development and uh, the progress of all the new engine platforms through um, concept to production. Um, so the ProStar S4 would be my first that's coming all the way to fruition. Um, I've been on this project for about three years now, um, and it's been an exciting ride. Very cool, very cool. Well, definitely, I think we're in good hands today. It sounds like we have the perfect people to talk about the new engine. So diving into it, as we saw late February with the release of the new lineup and that, we have a new four-stroke engine again. So give us a quick rundown. What is the ProStar S4 engine? So the, the S4, in essence, is um, taking all that we've learned and all that we've gathered about the uh, ProStar or V engines and our rangers and razors and really distilling that and, and fitting that into a package that fits in a snowmobile but doesn't upset the delicate balance and handling characteristics characteristics that Polaris snowmobiles are known for. Very cool. So a lot of people are diehard two-stroke enthusiasts are probably rolling their eyes right now. Why is Polaris going back to a, a four-stroke? We had one in the past. So why now? Why are we going back to a four-stroke? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean... Definitely the enthusiasts have their opinions, right? And um, I get that. But honestly, people were asking for it, right? It was probably the biggest question we got at, you know, dealer shows, customer-facing events, things like that, is when are we bringing a four-stroke back to market, right? Um, it's a good share of the market that's out there, right? It's not the product for everybody, but the definitely there's more demand for it than there used to be. Um, and we've got, I guess, multiple reasons for bringing it back. Well, bringing a four-stroke back to market, this one being new, right? Mm -hmm. um, one of the first and foremost ones is it um, basically, I guess, fills a nice hole in the lineup, right? Uh, it fits in uh, power-wise kind of between the 550 and 650 because that, that gap is widened with the 650 being such a high achiever, sure. uh, closer to the 650 in power. But um, so it just, it makes a nice snowmobile. It makes what people are looking for, right? It's uh, easy to own, it's quiet, it's fuel efficient. Um, so it just gives a nice, well-rounded experience, right? Perfect. 
Yeah, that's definitely great to know. Now, kind of jumping ahead into more of the development side of things, we had a four-stroke back in the mid-2000s, 2014-ish. What's different on that engine, or what? What's, what's so new about this motor compared to the old one? Why did we go away from that one, if you if you recall? And then, you know, based off the ProStar off-road vehicle engine, is this one the same? What changed? What had to be, you know, modified to make this work in a snowmobile chassis? So the last four-stroke that Polaris had in a snowmobile wasn't actually our engine. It was uh, made by a company called Weber. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just had things that we didn't like about that engine. Um, wasn't the best fit for our consumers. And, and, you know, when it comes to warranty and things, we don't have as much control when we don't produce the engine. So bringing the engine back in-house, produced by us, owned the design owned by us, um, we're just able to better provide the end product to our consumers in a more consistent manner. And, you know, having so many vehicles running on the ProStar engine platform and knowing so much about how that engine um, performs in the field, what's, you know, what things can we make better, what things we need to change, it just enabled us to really tailor the engine um, to what we needed to deliver in our snowmobile platform. And I think, uh, you know, at the time, too, the chassis kind of outgrew the engine, too, or really they kind of shrunk around it, right? Um, so the the chassis have gotten more compact, more mass centralized, things like that. Um, so this one was really designed to fit in the existing chassis without modifications, but then also be pretty serviceable, too, right? Put some components, uh, some key service components in places where you can get at them, Right. Um, make sure uh, everything was routed well in the chassis, things had a home, right, uh, fit nicely in there. Um, so that was a big part of it, too. Um, I know, for instance, like this particular engine, you know, we, we call it the ProStar, and it's got a lot of that lineage and character that we know from the off-road product. Um, but it was it was so repackaged that uh, we were able to get the crankshaft on the same center line as the two-stroke crankshaft. So very low in the chassis, uh, which helps a lot with handling, right, and keeps the weight low centralized so that was you know one of the big things that we started out with is you know we can't cut the chassis up we can't make it longer we can't compromise the stiffness of the chassis uh, we really need to design the engine around what exists today and, that, and that's where the the s4 starts to differ from all of its other pro star counterparts like this engine is it's got a dry sump oil system so it's it's all um, entirely designed around fitting as low in the chassis as possible um, you know, if you lay the two engines over over each other, the the size of them is, is quite drastically different because everything in the bottom end of of the S4 is so compact and designed to fit in that snowmobile platform. Very cool. So, any other notable differences between that that you can speak to in terms of the, what changed, what had to be modified to make it work better in a snowmobile application? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of kind of larger things, right? So it's, and we have a couple variants in our off-road family, depending on what product group we use them, what displacement, everything else. So, I mean, this is kind of a hybrid of a lot of those and then some. Um, for instance, it's it's a thousand cc parallel twin dual overhead cam. So that's that's not unique to the, you know, the off-road counterparts, but it's a uh, 270 firing order that we call it. And that uh, t- previously was only available in our 925 Razor. Um, and so we chose to kind of marry those two together to get the displacement that we wanted for snow. But then also uh, the 270 is kind of a balance of a pleasant sound and it's easier to start than a 180 firing, but it's also 
you don't get the drone that you previously got with uh, our previous our Weber engine that was uh, a 360 fire. So that would be you know perfectly even. Uh, so we made some uh, decisions like that early on to take take the best of what we had, combine them, and in some cases we went new too. Like Nick said, the oiling systems completely new, the breather systems new, the crankcase to support all that is new. Um, so we used what we could where it made sense, but we. We did a lot of new things too, right? I think, would we say 60-ish percent new content, depending on how you slice the part numbers? So it's it's familiar, but it's new, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely good to know. A lot of people, you know, during the product launch in the YouTube videos, comments are saying, oh, this is just a, you know, a Razor 1000 motor shoved in a snowmobile, but clearly it's vastly improved and made to work for a snowmobile application. All right, so jumping around a little bit, you know, we, we talked about how Polaris kind of moved away from the four-stroke, now coming back to it. You said the market was really asking for it. So let's talk a little bit about benefits of a four-stroke in a snowmobile. What do those look like from a consumer aspect? Well, the biggest one is just maintenance. Um, you know, a two-stroke, you have to add oil to every once in a while. It consumes the oil as it runs. A uh, four-stroke doesn't necessarily do that. Um, and, you know, just the ease of ownership is just so much more... Um, approachable or the, uh, I think just pleasant ownership, right? So we call it almost almost an automotive type experience, right? I mean, you put gas in the thing and you go, right? Um, it's highly durable. It's efficient. It's, it's approachable is the word that kept coming up a whole bunch of times throughout the product, right? Um, it's just pleasant to ride. It's, it's happy at any speed. You know, you don't get these certain speeds where it, you know, wants to surge a little bit or it doesn't like to maintain a certain speed. Um, uh, I'll give the example of, you know, just out trail riding. If, if you're with somebody and that group's running 43 mile an hour, it'll sit there just happily, right? Where at the two-stroke, you may have a spot where it wants to run a little slower or a little faster, right? And so, um, you know, that, that makes it real pleasant to ride. Yeah, overall, it's just it intended to be a very approachable vehicle, easy to own, easy to maintain, just generally good for somebody that wants to, like Matt said, you know, gas it up, turn the key, it just works. Sure. Now, as I'm sure some of the two-stroke fans are out there want to know, what are maybe some potential disadvantages compared to a two-stroke snowmobile? Or are there really any? Is it a good kind of marriage of both? Well, the first thing every two-stroke fan is going to point out is weight. Um, you know, a four-stroke having to carry all kinds of extra things like a balance shaft and a, you know oil system that doesn't deplete, it, it is just generally heavier. Um, but I have to say, when you're riding this vehicle, having experienced it myself, you don't notice the weight at all. The way that that engine sits down in the chassis and the way that the uh, front suspension and, and ski pressure has been set up, it rides as good, if not better, than, say, a 650 XC. Um, you really do not notice the extra weight at all on trail. It's it's quite phenomenal. Yeah, it's still really balanced. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And that was the whole idea from, from the start was to, to not upset the the handling and, and ride characteristics that our snowmobiles are known for. And uh, the lineup, looking at what sleds this engine is going into, who would you say is a good app, um, good consumer for this machine? Um, who's this really directed at? Yeah, I mean, we've got it in multiple pl- platforms or products for, I'd say, multiple reasons, right? Um, one that stands out for sure is the Titan, right, the wide track. Uh, it's probably the perfect engine for that. I mean, the thing tows great, you know, it's quiet. Um, it's pretty, pretty good on fuel, right? So that's a lot of characteristics that, uh, work well on that wide track market. 
Um, and then, you know, kind of the next being adjacent to that in the utility segment, it'd be the Voyager, right? So kind of the, the narrow wide track as I'd call it. Um, and that one's nice for, you know, the people that are out, you know, trapping, hunting, doing more utility work, whatever, right? Uh, it's quiet, right? You leave the thing idle, you know, it's barely noticeable, right? So it's a nice fit for that. And then, then you work backwards into the, you know, the trail and the trail performance segments, right? Like Nick said, it, it's still a very well-balanced vehicle, so it does well in an Indy XC, right? And then, you know, split the difference, put it in an Indy Adventure, you know, your, your high-mileage customer, uh, they're going to appreciate kind of the, the inherent durability of the four-stroke and the, the lower maintenance, right? The yearly oil change, and that's it. You know, it's kind of neat because it's got different characteristics that work well in different products, right, or different models that we offer. Very cool. Yeah, I think, it, like you mentioned, it works in a variety of applications for a variety of different customers, and it seems like a really great spot to have a, an additional power plant that can do this in the lineup. Anything else you guys think of that you might want to cover? What are we missing? It's been a couple of years in the making, right? <laughs> like, yeah. definitely been looking forward to getting this thing launched. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been, a, it's been a ride, right? Like any development product. Sure. project rather um one thing that i thought was pretty neat on this thing is because we're getting back into this segment and we're making it work in trail and wide track and you know rec utility right is we had to make sure that we were catching the voices of those customers mm-hmm. right so you know we had early sleds that we took to key dealers to get their feedback right uh we sent sleds to scandinavia i think yeah, we had sleds in Scandinavia and Quebec. We've had them out west um, in Colorado for a few years now. Yeah, the Alaska, I think. Yeah, right? we've left a lot of time in Alaska there to get some extended feedback in some cases. Um, and so it, it was encouraging to get the feedback along the way and make sure that you know we didn't stray too far from you know the the path that it's hard because we we want the, we want it to do everything, mm-hmm. right? But you got to make sure that the things it's intended to do it does really well. Right? And that's where that feedback goes a long ways. And I, and I think recently the feedback has been that those dealers and those key users appreciated being part of that process and are excited because we are delivering what they've been asking for, right? Sure. Yeah, I really hope, um, you know, we just hope that they feel as though they were a part of the development of this engine because in a huge sense they were. Um, just the amount of feedback we got, you know, wanted to make this re-entry into the four-stroke segment, you know, put our best foot forward, make this our best shot we could give it. Um, having that feedback from all sorts of different sources was really invaluable. Yeah, definitely. And the last kind of question is sort of a follow-up to that being two really fundamental people that were under the development of this program. What was probably your, let's say, favorite part of it once you finally got all the design, took that feedback, and you were able to go sit on a sled and hit it for the first time? What was that like for you? Oh man, I mean, I so I kind of stepped into this project about you know halfway through it, and um, for me it was you know seeing this thing on a computer screen for a few months, and then finally the snow flies, and then I can go drive it. It's just it's just incredible being able seeing that transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always it's always nice to get on the product, right? Especially the finished product. Um, it, you can't beat that, right? And being employers, we're all we're all riders, right? We're enthusiasts, right. so 
Um, that's usually the best part of our job is getting out and riding stuff. But um, usually you also you ride the product throughout, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll ride early ones. You'll ride demonstrators, competitive product, whatever. Um, and so, you know, sometimes you hit those gaps in the program where you, you ride something early and then you come back maybe the next winter and you ride it again and it's so much better, right? You start to get the feedback of, hey, you know, we put more people on it and then they're really excited about it, right? Whereas, you know, um, maybe they rode an early one and it, it wasn't tuned in, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, riding it's been very rewarding, but also just getting the feedback on the product, right? Getting to be there when we released it to uh, some of the press and they were excited about just the entry back into the four stroke market. Uh, I think we were a little taken back by how su- surprised and excited they were about it. And like I said, they, they'd been asking for it too, cause they knew we needed it in the lineup. So, uh, I think get some of that feedback was definitely pretty rewarding, right? Yeah. Very cool. Well guys, I don't have anything else for you. So it's been great to have you here. I'm really excited to experience this for myself. Sounds like a great option into the lineup and into the market in itself. And it looks like Polaris definitely has a winner here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you to Matt and Nick for joining us to discuss the details of the all-new ProStar S4 snowmobile engine. It's always exciting to be able to discuss a new product in the industry. Another thanks to our listeners out there. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. So if you like this podcast, feel free to give us a five-star rating and share it with your friends. We'd like to extend a special welcome to any first-time listeners out there. If you're new, hello, welcome. Thanks for finding us, and be sure to browse our archives for more episodes on all things Polaris. Check the description of this episode for links to the Polaris Snowmobiles website and Polaris Help Center for articles covering the 2023 snowmobile launch, as well as a link to our previous podcast where we covered all that is new for 2023. Remember to send us your questions or ideas for future podcast episodes via the Contact Us link. And until next time, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Oh, hey again, it's your host, Bob here. I just wanted to pop in to remind you that riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, protective clothing, and footwear. Read, understand, and follow your owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol, ride within the limits of your own abilities, and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Okay, I'll be seeing ya.